Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you that you are the lover of our souls. Father, we thank you that even before the world was created, Father God, you had us in mind, Father God. Father, we thank you that you love us unconditionally, that there is no amount of guilt, there's no amount of running away that we can do that will keep you from loving us. We thank you that no matter which way we may have turned, we may have turned left when we should have turned right or turned right when we should have turned left, but you were always there with your arms stuck out waiting for us to turn to you. And you received us not with a smirk and not with a growl. You received us with a smile and said, welcome home. Welcome home. Father, you know your people here tonight, Father God. You know uh, their needs. You know what's on their heart, Father God. We just thank you right now, Father God, that, that as they are standing where they are, Father God, or seated where they are, that they are petitioning you even now as I speak, Father God. And we know that you are faithful to hear us when we cry out, O oh Lord. Maybe it's a, a, a healing that's needed, Father God. Maybe it's a lost child, Father God. Maybe it's a financial uh, blessing, Father God. Maybe it's a, a, a new job, Father God. Father, whatever it is, we know that you are faithful to not only hear us, Father God, but you have already provided a way out before we ever needed a way out, Father God. And Father, we just thank you right now again for loving us. We thank you. Lord, it's just, just, our hearts are full because uh, you were there when no one else was. Lord, when we were crying at home in our beds at night, Father God, and didn't know which way we were going to go, Father God, we didn't know how the bills were going to be met, Father God. Father God, we, we, we didn't even know if we were going to see the next morning, Father God. All we had was you, Father God. And Father God, it, 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 during those times, uh, you gave us a peace that surpassed all understanding. That, Father, when all Hades was going on around us, Father God, you let us know that everything was going to be all right. Father, we just thank you. We can't thank you enough. We can't cry out enough, Father God. And thankfully, we don't have to. It's not a competition. It's about our hearts, Father God. And if we turn our hearts to you, you're faithful to receive us. If we repent from uh, those wrong thoughts and those wrong deeds, Father God, you say that you cast them as far as the east is from the west. The east and the west never meet, so there's never a time when they ever come back. And you forget them until we remind you and then you forget them again. Father, we thank you that you're the God of open doors. We thank you that you're the God of healing. We thank you that you're the God of fresh starts. We thank you that you're the God of more than enough. And Father, I, as I stand here uh, with a mic praying, Father God, I just thank you that you are meeting the needs of your people even as I speak, Father God. That a way has been made that the lost have been found. 
that even now you're wrapping your arms around your people. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you for all that you've done, all that you are doing and all that you have yet to do. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. She's like, I'm never, ever. Next time he's preaching, I'm going to make sure I'm in the back with the kids. Amen. Well, as I said, I believe I have a word in due season. Uh, The title tonight is It's Our Time. It's Our Time. You and I, we were created for such a time as this. When God was looking back over the cosmos at the beginning when he was creating everything, he knew that you and I would be alive during this time in the year 2019, and he had a plan that required our presence during this time. Amen. Uh, our first verse is Genesis 1, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 in the message translation. <laughs> My wife loves the message translation, so I I am obligated by a higher power slightly lower than God's to make sure that when I preach, I have to include at least a couple of scriptures in the message translation. Because when mama's happy, everybody's happy now. All right, uh, verse 28, God bless them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, Take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Father God, just have your way. Uh, Less of me, more of you, Father God. Let uh, what you would have to say touch every ear in here, Father, and give them exactly what they need for such a time as this. Thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer rocks, y'all. God created us with great potential. Now, part of the honor of this house is one of our pastors loves definitions. So I had to look up a word, potential. I found a whole bunch of definitions. Potential is defined as unexposed ability, reserved power, untapped strength, unused success, hidden talents, Another way to say that is what you can do that you haven't done yet or who you can be that you haven't become yet or where you can go that you haven't gone yet or what you can imagine that you haven't imagined yet or what you can accomplish that you haven't accomplished yet. Those are all potential. It's the sum of who you are that you have yet to reveal. Uh, You are capable of so much more than you are presently thinking, imagining, doing, or being. One of the things that the devil tries to keep you in bondage at is making you think that you're not worthy. That, yeah, other people are doing this, but surely not me. On your job, you you see your supervisor, your manager, 
or your director or whoever your, uh, your people that are above your level, and you go, well, you know, they got 47 degrees and I didn't barely made it through high school with an F average, so surely I can't do that. Or, you know, as a young person and you say, well, you know, uh, I know there's so much potential out there to do, but I just, you know, I wasn't good in math, science wasn't my thing, uh, broken English is my first language, no English is my second language, so therefore, how am I going to speak to the masses? Uh, but unless you continually try to reach higher, go farther, see over and grasp something greater than you know, you'll never be able to discover your full potential. This is our time now. Again, God created you for such a time as this. And when you wake up tomorrow, you'll be created for such a time as tomorrow. And when you wake up the next day, you'll be created for such a time as that. You're always growing and changing. But you, the word can say it all day long. And we know the word is true. But you have to get it in here. As Joel Osteen say, you got to get it way down in here. Just a little something down in here. And you got to believe it. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 uh, verse 11, this is the tree of life, the TLV version. This is the, uh, uh, this is the version that's based on the Hebrew. I came across this and I, I've kind of fallen in love with it. Uh, uh, they, they use a lot of Jehovah and a lot of the Hebrew terms for God, although in this particular trans this particular verse they did not. Uh, verse 11 says, Then God said, Let the land sprout grass, green plants, yielding seed, fruit trees making fruit, each according to its species with seed in it upon the land, and it happened so. The land brought forth grass, green plants, yielding seed, each according to its species, and trees making fruit with the seed in it according to its species, and God saw that it was good. Now, if you could imagine that I was sitting here right now and I had an apple, red, beautiful, delicious apple in my hand. Yes, it's still there. Okay. And I asked you, what did I have in my hand? Your answer would probably be, well, duh, an apple. And that's a fact, but it's not a truth. Because the fact is what, it, what something is right now. But truth is the reality of what it is. So if I was holding an apple, it really wouldn't just be an apple because there are seeds inside the apple. And those seeds would then turn into a tree. So you could say I'm holding an apple tree in my hand. But that wouldn't really be true, too, because there's more than one seed there. So there will be multiple trees giving off multiple apples, which are giving off multiple trees. So actually, I would be holding an orchard in my hand, that one little red delicious apple. Well, the same is true for you. I'm here to tell you that uh, you are not just a man or a woman or a young man or a young woman or a seasoned 
man or a seasoned woman. Uh, you, have, you are a seed that God has created that has talents and gifts to be passed on and nurtured into babies who will then take those talents and seeds and nurture them into babies who will then take those seeds and talents and nurture them into babies and help them grow and so forth and so on. So the truth would be you are not just you. It really isn't all about you. It's about more than you. See, because not only are you just you, and you are awesome. If you didn't know that, you truly are awesome. You are all that, a bag of chips and a glass of Mountain Dew, my favorite. Uh, but you're also a family. And not just a, a, a biological family just contained within your home. You're a family here at the church. But you're not just a family, you're a community. But then you're not just a community, you're a city. Well, you're not just a city, you're a state. You're not just a state, though, you're a nation. But you're not really just a nation, you are a race, and I'm not talking black, white, Hispanic, talking human race. But you're not even just all of that, you're a legacy. Because what you do will be passed on for generations to come. People will talk about you for many generations, even if they don't know, remember your name. They'll remember Big Mama, Big Daddy. They'll, they'll remember Cousin so-and-so. They'll remember that, that church house of power. Uh, they got my great-grandfather saved. They'll remember that there was a song that Big Mama used to sing that she said this guy named Milton used to play and the praise team used to sing and it just ministered to her. So even in her 80s, she... And they'll remember you from that. You came forth because God planned that you would. You are not here by chance. You are not here by accident. Even if you were conceived someplace you should not have been conceived, and even if you were conceived in a way that may not have been ideal, God still planned for you to come exactly when you showed up. Too many people are looking everywhere but God for what their meaning of their life is. They, they, they look to drugs and they look to alcohol. Been there, done that, had the t-shirt. It was a miserable life. And I never, I have friends that did the hangover thing that, you know, they grasped the porcelain and swore they would never do something again until tonight when it was time to do it again. I never had that experience. I had a hangover once to where somebody didn't tell me that you don't mix alcohol and wine. And I made that mistake. And I had the worst migraine ever. It lasted for a day. 
my head literally split right down the middle. But I know that, that, that lifestyle of, you know what, it's a great day today, let's go have a drink. You know what, it was a crappy day today, let's go have a drink. You know what, today is a day that ends in the word day. Let's go have a drink. And then you go drink, you get high, you get flushed and whatever, and then you go home and you wake up tomorrow morning and it's the same thing as it was yesterday. You know, or you go and you, you have a promiscuous lifestyle and you wake up next to somebody that you shouldn't be waking up next to and then you're still trying to figure out, why do I still feel alone? Well, that's because that wasn't the person you should have been waking up next to and truth be told, you should have been at home crying out to Jesus going, Lord, what do you have for me? People are living unfulfilled and their potential is wasted. I cry out to you, please don't waste the time that you have now. It's not a, a statement of condemnation. Does, I, I, I don't know what you've done today. I don't know what you did yesterday. I don't know what you did last week. All I know is I can ask you tonight, don't make those mistakes. Cry out to God and ask God what he would have for you. Let's go to Psalms chapter 119. Starting with verse 1, again, message translation. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. Notice it didn't say perfection there. It said doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping the course you set. Being steady and obedient. Steady and obedient. The Bible says there's a way that seems right unto the man. But it's not right. We, go, we operate by our feelings. I, I, I posted this week that uh, happiness rides the wind of your feelings, which are based on how much is life going the way you want it to go. If things are happening the way you want them to go, I'm happy. If things are not going the way you want to go, I'm sad. Woe is me. But joy, the joy of the Lord is not based on a feeling. The joy of the Lord is based on knowing God's got it covered. So if there's a storm going on, okay, it's not comfortable. I don't like being in the midst of storms, but I know that God's already made a way out. And all I need to do is be faithful and just stay focused on him. When Peter walked on water, oh, how many would have loved to have been Peter walking on water? When you read the text, the storm didn't stop when he walked on the water. The storm was still going on. So how did he walk on water? He kept his focus on Jesus. 
It was only when he took his eyes off of Jesus that he began to sink. I think that's a lesson for us that when the storms of life are coming and we feel like we're sinking, we need to cry out to God. We need to get into our word a little bit more because the truth be told, if we were honest, if we ate food the way we read the Bible, we would have died 10 years ago. We'd have starved to death. We need to get in our word just like we get in that In-N-Out burger, just like we get in that Popeye's chicken sandwich. I don't like Popeye's. My wife decided that I needed to have a Popeye sandwich this week. And she got perturbed with me because I looked at it as I was eating it. Because number one, it had mayonnaise and pickles on it, and I don't like mayonnaise. I'm sorry, Max, I, I, don't, I don't like mayonnaise, I'm, I'm sorry. And number two, I don't like Popeye's spices. Not, I don't like spicy food, period. But I don't like the spices that they put on their mild stuff. I don't like the taste of it. I ate a Popeye's chicken sandwich, y'all. I ate the entire thing. There was mayonnaise on it. That's when you asked me what was I looking at. That's what I was looking at was some mayonnaise. It was a sandwich. It, it, it was sustenance to my belly. Being steady and obedient, following the path that God has prepared for us. Some of us have a thousand reasons why we can't do what we want to, when all we need is one reason why we can't. Jesus. Well, well, Jesus. Yeah, but, but see, uh, in my culture, well, you know, mama and them didn't, and, and grandmama and them didn't, and great-grandma and them, well, that's, that, that's cool. Jesus. Well, you know, this person, yeah, okay, that's, that's cool. Jesus. That's the one reason why I know I can. The fact that I was born and the fact that you were born is evidence that God knew the earth needed potential that you're pregnant with. There are millions of singers in this world. But there are two leads here that sing like nobody's business. Max and my friend here, Steph. God knew that for this house, for this season, those were the voices. 
There are hundreds of thousands of people that can play keyboards. Can't nobody play a keyboard like Milton. Can't nobody play a bass like Jai. Our gifts for, for, for such a time as this. God is saying, if you only knew what you could do. There are books in this room right now that are waiting to be written. There are companies waiting to be started. There are ministries that are waiting to reach an audience. But they're not because we don't believe in it. Some don't believe it because it, it just really don't take all of that. You know, because in order to do that means we may have to give up some things that, you know, we don't really want to give up. Like my perennial, if you look back there next to Milton, I have a soda. My perennial, every time I get up here, God makes me say, you know you don't need to be drinking all those sodas. And my answer always is, I drink water. The ice in the soda melts and turns into water inside the glass. It waters down the soda, so therefore, I am drinking soda and water. Yay me. Nobody buys that stuff. I don't understand. I don't understand why nobody buys that, but it makes perfect sense to me. There are very few things that are impossible when they are tackled with diligence and skill. Great works are performed not by strength, but with perseverance. Had to look up that word perseverance. It's defined as continuing and doing something despite its difficulty. Like drinking water without the soda. I'm still going to go back there and drink my soda when I get through. I'm sorry. Y'all pray for me. The Lord delivers me from my desire for Coke and Mountain Dew. God waits, to, <laughs> oh wow, God waits to see you use the remarkable gifts he gave you, yes. like drinking water. Why? All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 in the common English version. When the last days come, I will give you my spirit, I will give my spirit to everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men, Elijah, will see visions, and your old men, me, will have dreams. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Dreams are given to us to draw out what's already on the inside of us and to activate God's power to achieve our visions. I don't know what they are, but I know that the Lord is telling me there are some serious dreams in here. 
that God is simply waiting on you to act on by seeking him first to see what path you need to go on. And it may be a path that's not normal. Nothing wrong with education, but it may not be a path that requires 27 years of college. May not be a path that, uh, it may be a path that requires you to leave your family. It may be a path that requires you to stand up and speak when you're afraid of being in public. The ability to accomplish your vision comes only when you say yes to your dream and obey God. Obedience is a key. Because God's way, if he can speak, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to go ahead. If he can speak something into existence, doesn't it just stand the reason that his way would probably work better than yours? Our imaginations are not big enough for all that he wants to do in our lives. God gave us the gift of imagination to keep us from focusing only on our present conditions. That's why you have dreams, so you can see yourself bigger, better. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day I'm going to run around this building with Tori again. It may only be once. And then I need a drink of soda. But one day, I have a dream. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, New King James Version. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said... Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning was the first day. He spoke it, and there it was. At some point in creation... God decided that 30-something years prior to this point, there needed to be a Brad. And there needed to be a Brad because at a point in 2019, there was a margarita that needed a Brad. She didn't just need anybody. She needed a Brad. Because the gifts in the Brad and the gifts in the margarita will change the world. Yes. Yes, yes. And the gifts in the Scotty and the gifts in the Stephanie mm -hmm. and the gifts in the Milton and the gifts in the Margina. Yes. Yes. The gifts in the Pamela and the gifts in the uh, Pastor Donnie. Mm -hmm. God knew all of that before there was ever one planet, one star. 
We've got to start speaking the word over our lives constantly. We need to seek the word when, we, when God reveals something in us, when he gives us a dream, when he gives us a vision, we need to see what the word says about that particular dream and vision and start speaking it. And we don't need to speak what Oprah said. We don't need to speak what Dr. Phil said. We don't need to speak what our favorite athlete said. We don't need to speak what our favorite singer said. We need to speak what the word of God says over it. And we need to say it without ceasing. Yeah, but Big Mama and them, well, that's good. They can say whatever they want to. I'm saying what God said. Well, you know, Daddy said, well, that's great. Daddy said that, but I'm speaking what God said because if it's a choice between God and anybody, I'm choosing God. That's the power that unleashes potential. All throughout creation, God thought it, then spoke it, and it came to pass. We are not here to grow old. Although we all, every one of us here would like to have old life. We're here to finish. Because if we're honest with each other and we understand that we are giving our life to Christ and we are saved, our lives are eternal. It's just this side of heaven. One more scripture. John 19 and 30 in the good King James Version. Jesus is on the cross here, uh, just about to be done. And it says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and he gave up the ghost, which means he died. Notice that he didn't say, I am finished. That would have made sense. He came to die for the entire world. So he had reached that point. I am finished. But notice he, he said, it is finished. What he was saying was, the assignment is finished. I'm not finished. I am eternal. But the assignment I have right now is finished. Brothers and sisters, you were born with an it to deliver to your generation. Every person in here has an it. It doesn't matter that you may not have a microphone today. It doesn't matter that uh, you may be working uh, a graveyard shift. It, it doesn't matter that you may be uh, trying to, you just got through being a student and you're trying to figure out where you're going next. You have an it to deliver to your generation. Don't let the graveyard claim it. The richest place on the face of this earth is the graveyard. Dreams, books, ideas, money, songs, companies are all buried in coffins because people didn't walk it out, because people didn't believe in the Father nor in themselves enough to make it through. We should live our life with such joy and such passion that when we breathe our last breath, there's no it left for the grave. The grave should be reaching out for us to pull us in and go, oh no, there's no it. What happened? What happened? I left it to the next generation. 
I poured out all of my gifts and I poured out all of my talents. I gave love to the unlovely. I encouraged the people who didn't seem to need, seemed like they uh, were worthy of being encouraged. I clothed those who needed clothing. I fed those who needed feeding. Not only did I raise my children, I helped raise a generation. When I saw a need in HEB, I helped a uh, single mother put a cart out to the car. Uh, when I saw a homeless person on the side of the road, I gave them some cash so that they could get something to eat. Yeah, but pastor, you know they were just going to go get drunk. That's not my issue. They had a need. I tried to minister to their need. If they do something wrong with it, that's between them and God. But uh, at my job, I, I tried to be the voice of reason. I was the one that did things as best I could according to the rules of the job. I was the example. When you came in church, you saw me with my hands up, not because I was trying to stand out, it's because I was trying to stand up for him. You heard me singing, and you probably don't want to, but you heard me anyway because I led a joyful noise to the Lord. It's our time to pass it on, whatever our it is don't allow your doubts to keep you from passing your it on. Don't allow your circumstances to keep you from passing your it on. I walked down here tonight. I think it's the first time I've walked up here with my walker. You have no idea how hard that was on the inside for me. If you don't know, I'm, I'm 58, and I know I move like I'm 98. I got it. Got it. Understand it. it it's okay. Uh, if you're old enough to remember Tim, Con Tim Conway from the Carol Burnett show, I got the, the Tim Conway shuffle. I got it. I know. But see, I have to get outside of myself and how I think I look. Because somebody here may have needed to see that, or I need to get past the point of doing it here so that I can do it elsewhere. You never know what God has for you to do. You never know a smile. A smile when you're out doing your day-to-day. -day. Not to smile when you're driving on the freeway and you're you're giving the number one salute with the wrong finger. Not, not that one. But that smile, when, yes. That. You cut me off. God bless you. But a smile to someone just in passing. Or a kind word. 
How you doing? God bless you. Well, pastor, you know, I, I, you know, everybody don't believe. Well, that's fine that they don't believe. You do. You can bless them whether they believe or not. You never know. They may make them question, well, why are they saying God bless you? You never know the conversation it may have you strike up. Again, I challenge you tonight that it's our time. You were born for such a time as this, today and tomorrow and the next day. As long as you wake up and you're breathing. If you wake up and you're not breathing, that's another story altogether. But if you wake up and you're breathing, it's your time to be a blessing for the kingdom. It's your time to change a life. It's your time to change a generation. How do we do that? One person at a time. One circumstance at a time. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads.